So happy Halloween, my friend. Happy Halloween. Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a while since we've been done a horror movie flick. I'm actually a little bit more excited this uh, this round than than the previous. Our last Halloween horror episode, the, I was doing more modern movies and I wasn't very excited about it. And um, I've just had to go back in time for, for today's list. So we're going to be hitting the our our top five horror films your top five horror films and I, I gotta bring my sheet up here take a look i went kind of all over the place with mine and i don't know if mine matches the last one we did because i don't even remember the last one that we did yeah it was <laughs> yeah it was a, a lot of mo more modern stuff it, because we yeah. were watching stuff that we hadn't actually seen before oh right 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 yes i remember now okay so uh I just want to, before, before we get too deep into it, I want to throw my honorable mentions. So did you grab any honorable mentions? I've got no honorable mentions. I just went for okay. uh, a list of five and uh, and left it at that. The funny thing was, is some of this stuff, well, just one in particular. Um, I'll, I'll just mention it now. I've got The Exorcist on my list. I, I right. thought I had seen the movie before. And I would have sworn up and down that I've seen it for the last 20 years. Didn't remember a thing. I am certain that I've actually never seen it now. I can honestly say I don't think I've ever seen it either. So, I mean, you know, how good of a horror buff person am I? If, if you haven't seen the OG. If I haven't seen it, one of the first. Yeah, the OG. Now, to be fair, I've never really been a big fan of old horror movies anyway. Okay. Uh, just, I, I just, they don't, uh, they don't really stand out like modern horror. And I grew up in the era of the slasher. Yeah, well, it, it's a lot different. Like, I mean, you're, you're talking about um, to make things scary, your, your doors creaking, the wind blowing the, the shutters. Yeah. The um, the creaking of the stairs, the phone ringing. Now, having said that, nowadays the phone ringing scares everybody. Nobody wants to answer a telephone nowadays, but it it's 100%. really kind of really cheesy effects. But you you have to you have to go in just knowing that. And like the fact the fact is that this movie was an Oscar winning movie. They took away two Oscars that year. Like this yeah. movie is from 1973. The thing is 50 years old. So they didn't have a lot of technology available to them in, in films at that time. But the fact that with this particular film, they're dealing with the, the paranormal at that point in our history, at least in North America. And I, I believe so around the rest of the world our our thought was really towards religion and uh, the fact is is that in this film you're talking about a demon that has come and has possessed this little girl that at that time dealing with the idea of possession was terrifying and so I think that the the movie fit the time period of what was actually going on. So, well, you look at it now and kind of like, oh, that that's cringy. Like, how how could they have even done that? I'm, my my kid could have gone out and made a better movie than that with his with his iPhone now. 
um, you know, it, it, it's still where, where a horror started. Uh, one of the, you know, one of the earlier films anyway. And um, you kind of have to give credit where credit is due. 100%. Uh, and it's all been downhill since then, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's still other great movies. Like you're, oh. you're talking, when we get into the slasher films that you mentioned, those were some great films. Um, you know, you're just, you're, and it's always being scared of the, the unknown that what it was funny when I was going through and looking for different films to watch, you saw a lot of commonality between the films and like, Oh, you know, somebody's uncle had left them a house and that it was possessed or, um, you know, or, you know, it would be some sort of teen babysitter film, um, that, uh, that, that you're following that storyline and it's just, or if it isn't a house, that they inherit an island. But it's always the same storyline, just kind of intermixed. And there's probably, you know, th three, four different uh, ongoing similarities between these films, but there is it's a lot of crossover. Yeah, definitely. And religion being such a, a prominent a part of many people's lives, yeah, even back at that time it gets people creeped out like you can see like movies like passion from other price which is not a horror movie but just a, a film that got made people like sick to their stomachs uh so uh when you get to mess around with like religion as a core subject um and you, you see that in a lot of uh, modern movies too that there always seem to be some religious aspect like the uh for instance in like nightmare on elm street which is on my list oh uh, yeah you see yeah, yeah. the cross the cross falling off the wall you know as freddy krueger pushes through the wall in the dream iconography iconography whatever the word is uh that uh always plays into a lot of these films uh, and uh especially when it comes to exorcisms uh and such uh or even like halloween uh, the 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 central figure uh the the detective who's chasing michael myers down he, he he's while well, he's a, he's a detective or an investigator he has a very almost uh like the uh in the exorcist uh, she's scott who was the uh the priest i don't remember who the priest was an exorcist but uh, he uh is very similar to the character in halloween i didn't even catch down Michael the Myers. priest's name you actually you had two priests that were two even three that were kind of prominent anyway one one in particular but um i didn't even catch his name the one thing from that that film is that there was actually a lot of talking over other actors and sometimes diff made it difficult to, to follow the speech. And so I wasn't catching all of the dialogue. I can't even tell you what the, the priest's name was. <laughs> well, I will find out for you for a second. Uh, oh, sorry. His uh, father Marion was Max von Sydow. Um, and that just shows you what I know about uh, the movie. Yeah. There's actually quite a, there's quite a few of them, like you said, Maxwell Sidow. There was Father Karras, Father Marin, Father Dyer. Uh, so yeah, interesting. So uh, so you sorry you watched the movie and uh, what did you think uh, um, in regards in in relation to the time that the movie came out in compared to what you see nowadays? 
I mean, it it is it's completely changed just because of technology is so much further advanced than than it was back then i mean the the big scare then was this bed that was that was jumping up and down i mean it it was honestly to watch now was quite laughable right but, right um you know and or when uh the the devil creature was was throwing up it would they would just spit out or shoot out this green goo that kids are probably making in their, in their bathtub right now. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, but this, even still, there's a lot of, a lot of the similar elements that are still there. You've got, you've got your jump scare um, in really just dealing with the, the human psychosis and, um, and really to to kind of delve into to somebody's mind and how we can use our everyday fears to to actually induce the induce that feeling get those hormones going to and to give you that scare and i guess that's really why you you watch these films is isn't really necessarily for the storyline it's just you, you want to induce that that feeling of of being afraid yeah you know, for you. and uh so the idea of gore uh is quite uh quite prominent and became kind of more like that's why you watched one of those films because you wanted to see the gore what could they come up with what kind of grisly murder could they come up with next yeah now Oh, uh, I had started watching. I started watching Hellraiser. I didn't get. I didn't finish the film. Um, I got interrupted partway through. But right from the get go, in that, like, you're starting. You're starting it out with this guy that's being pulled apart by all of these hooks, and then your Hellraiser character <laughs> coming into the, uh, you know, into the room and and putting this this guy's face back together piece by piece and just seeing guts everywhere. Like, you know, it's, it, it it's a really kind of a cool horror look and, you know, you look at it in absolute disgust, but it's typical of the genre. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Hellraiser was one of those movies that was kind of the forefront of the gore, uh, the gore era. Yeah, when I actually sure, go like, back and and finish watching the film, I just uh, unfortunately wife came in and she wanted to watch um, <laughs> Wheel the Wheels of Time. Oh, something so, more gentle. <laughs> not that much more, and, <laughs> but it's. Have you watched Wheels of Time yet? I, I have not watched. Uh, oh, no, I, I think you'd like it. Um, yeah. it uh, is definitely sci-fi, uh, witchcraft fantasy so definitely fantasy uh based so i'd recommend watching it but there there's even elements of of horror in in that but um yeah, yeah that, that <laughs> so show from from watching the the rest of hellraiser yeah the, the wheel of time is based on the series by robert jordan i believe uh i know that i had borrowed those books a lot from the library when i was a kid but they were so massive and i just never yeah. actually opened them because i was reading so many books at a time yeah but so okay so 
Um, oh, I, I had The Exorcist. I had uh, Halloween on on my list as well, too, and also Nightmare okay. on Elm Street. So we've got right. a couple crossover already. Okay. What else right. do you and have it, on your list? So I've got uh, I got Human Centipede 2, um, Blair Witch Project, uh, Signs, A Nightmare on Elm Street. And I, I'll save my last one for or my my biggest one for uh, for the lap. And um, now, so project. Human Centipede, I saw that last year. And yeah. I thought, eh, it's, it's okay. Like, you know, that, and that, it's, it's a little bit of a newer, what, what year did it come out? Do you know? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, probably it's, back in the late nineties, early two thousands. I'm going to call it a newer film anyway. Yeah. It's, yeah. Still got did some you, age, age to it, but. Um, did you see, did you see the second one? That was the one specifically. No. Okay. So that's the one that I specifically picked. The Human Centipede one I thought was like, it was definitely a modern film and it was just kind of more about the grotesque. But the Human Centipede 2 got really sketchy. It was like found footage uh, kind of film, but not a found footage. Uh, so it kind of crossed the, uh, the, uh, the walls uh, in where the idea was the main, the, uh, the antagonist in the Human Centipede 2 was a big fan of the Human Centipede 1. And to the point where he's obsessive and he clearly he had a lot of mental issues, including where his, he had abusive home life. Uh, he was a security guard and he ends up having human centipede one and decides he wants to do it himself. So then he captures all these people in a parking garage and uh, it gets pretty grotesque, but it, it is uh, the, the director. Um, I can't remember the name of the director. Uh, his name was like six or seven or something like that. He had like a weird name mm. and uh, it was a very grotesque film, but it also kind of had this like thing, like it made you feel at some points where it's like, is this film actually a film or is this like an actual like snuff film? Yeah. Um, and now you talk about the Blair Witch Project. I, I actually still haven't seen that. And yeah. I, I came, came across it when I was looking for this year's films and I, the only reason that I didn't watch it is because I've heard that heard of people watching the film becoming sick because of all of the, the jittering of the camera as they're running yeah. through the woods and stuff like that. Yeah. And I just don't know if I can take the, the camera work that goes along with the movie. So the, re the reason that I picked the Blair Witch Project uh, was more for the, the cultural aspect of it in the regards that uh it was kind of really the first I, I can't say that it was the first but it really was the one that kind of brought the found footage format to the front of yeah. the industry i and, know it's a, it, like everybody was talking about it that yeah like everybody thought that this film was real and and that is kind of where the lore of the film kind of stays so it hasn't aged well because we watch that you might not get the movie but when it came out there was discussion whether or not this is actual found footage because it was an independent film. It was made on a very limited budget and the actors were nobodies. Uh, they were just like basically film students or whatever. And just the way it was presented is that even the media was picking up the story, trying to decide whether or not this is actual found footage. And so this was kind of like at the, the beginning of the internet age uh, so that you couldn't verify yeah, like this. This is like 1999. Mate. It was it was a word of mouth film. Like it was like, oh my god, have you seen the Blair Witch Project? Yeah. And then if you watch it and you go into that movie and you believe, now at the time I had read 
that like I had read some of these articles saying that they weren't sure, but then I had found out that it was in fact, you know, a film, um, not an actual found footage, but I let myself kind of get engulfed in it and let myself believe it. And so when I watched it, I was like, I was literally frightened. Yeah. It was 1999 that it came out. Isn't that crazy that that was the beginning of the, the internet craze. It doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. But it was, uh, uh, the emotions uh, displayed by the the characters in it are the actors, uh, and then the one there's like one scene, uh, and I, I don't intend on spoiling it, but there's just one scene where kind of everything kind of comes together, and it just that scene sets you off. Um, but yeah, like if you're if you're not good with like motion sickness, you definitely don't want to watch that film. Um, <laughs> Maybe I'll I, just I, listen to it. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's. I don't know if that you would get the experience of it nowadays. Like if you weren't there when the phenomenon happened and I don't want to take that away. Like if some people may actually still enjoy it, but you have to let yourself get immersed in it and believe. Right. And yeah. I think that the actors, the actors, even though they're basically nobodies did a good job of getting you to believe what was going on and you were actually frightened. Um, but yeah, it, it almost seems like that's because it was such a cultural phenomenon that you had to be there. Yeah. There was a lot <laughs> of social commentary about the film at that time. Like it, it was kind of crazy. And that yeah. that what that's what makes makes uh like a good film great. Yeah, absolutely. And just unfortunate that I don't think it aged well, but it did kick off the found footage uh concept, which has, you know, for all intents and purposes, really dominated a large portion of uh probably the nineties and the the two thousands uh style filming for a while. Like, I mean, how many films have we had since then? Like, you know, whether it's like social media films or uh just these uh, came out of that uh that whole idea and so it's it's certainly uh horror films and we're talking about scary movies and horror films are really the they uh they're so very innovative and they've really tricked you know people into uh coming up with great ideas uh in in filmmaking yeah one of the next movies that i have on my list we have actually done in an entire show on it we did it on the original movie plus all the others that that came came after it but my next film is the 1979 alien and it was you took this monster and you took it to space and i i well i questioned it for a moment is this a horror film you know that is, I, that is i think it is, is. I, I, I 100% agree. I 100% agree. Uh, that was my first, I shouldn't say my first horror film, but that was that truly frightened me to death. Oh God. Uh, yeah. I'm still here. I'm, I'm still here. So I didn't die. Uh, and I absolutely love the alien franchise. And uh, yes, we, we did dedicate like a, a large uh, chunk of a show or, or an entire I show to that. It may have been an entire show. Yeah. So go back um, and listen. So you just spoiled my number one. Oh. <laughs> So it's it's cool to see that you and I have a lot of the similar tastes, I guess, in that way. Yeah. Uh, a story of an alien, and I may have shared this before, probably on that specific episode, is that uh, when I was like 12 years older, I had my friends over play Dungeons and Dragons one night at uh, at our friend Jamie's house. You know Jamie? Yep. Um, and uh, they left the 12 year old sitting in the living room, uh, sleeping in the living room while they were they were all sleeping uh, as well. And uh, but I had the TV on and I was staying up watching dirty movies late at night and then Alien came on. 
And I did not <laughs> sleep the rest of the night. Uh, that movie is so, and I'm talking the original Alien. I don't remember, uh, were you talking Aliens or Alien? Alien. Yeah, so the original Alien fiction and, and, and uh, that kind of genre. It is definitely a horror film. Like it, I found that film so suffocating uh, that I just couldn't breathe while watching it because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to let out a single breath in case the alien was here, like the the xenomorph oh, was exactly. in my my house. It's crazy. Some of those films that you watch watch when you're very young, um, and how uh, and how it changed you. And mm. like I still can't watch the birds because I was I was gosh, I bet I would have had to have been maybe seven when I saw that for the first time. And I'm sitting there because it's our, the only channel that we get. And at that particular time, um, we had moved out from, from Guelph over a summer and we were staying at a, a country home close to my grandparents. And to go get the mail, I had to walk walk down this long kind of country driveway and it was all these giant giant pine trees that were up beside me and always just filled with birds and it i couldn't actually walk down to get the mail anytime after watching that movie because i was so freaked out but it's just it, it's these silly things that that you watch when when you're a kid i still yeah. want to go back and watch the movie to to uh to today <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is uh, absolutely no, crazy. It's, it's crazy. But I mean, it, it makes it, it makes it fun and it makes yeah. it, makes it memorable, I suppose, as, yeah. as well too. Um, yeah, that, that's part of the lore of the, the horror film too, especially when you're a kid. Yeah. Now the last film that I have is The Shining. The Shining. I, yeah. I, like, I mean, that's, that's one movie that I've seen time and time again over the mm -hmm. years in, there's all sorts of lore that comes out of it. And um, I mean, just Jack Nicholson plays such a great character in, in that. And uh, it's, it's, it's definitely kind of, you know, top three worthy, I'd say, you know, definitely top five for sure. That's why I'm talking about it. And uh, you know, well, films will be, will be, continue to be made long after after this point in the genre it's still going to be up at the top as being one of the the original horror films right yeah uh jack nicholson's portrayal on that i mean obviously iconic um it's uh yeah it's a fantastic i've only watched it once who cannot remember you know here's johnny you know when he's <laughs> sticking his face through the uh, the door after he's like cut it down and uh it's a great film like for the psychology of it as well right it's uh oh, yeah. the, the breakdown of the family and, and in the whole uh just this, this short period of time mm -hmm. and it's uh it's yeah it's pretty crazy now i didn't have any other films that were on my honorable mention list do you have any more that we haven't covered from uh, well, yeah mention? Uh, yeah, and let uh, me just kind of make a quick point on each one. Uh, Mama, the original Guillermo del Toro, I believe it was. Uh, it was just a short film. It was like a five-minute film. They did make a longer film of it, but uh, the longer film I thought was cheesy. Uh, and then, but it did have so the basic scene was uh, these two kids uh, were woken up, and uh, Mama was in the house. Well, Mama was a, a entity uh, that wanted her kids, and uh, yeah, I haven't seen it. 
so you need to look up the short film if you can find it. Uh, it's like five minute film, I believe. It takes you from A to B in from calm to fear. And it's it's a short, simple film, but it's definitely worth a check out. So it's called Mama, and I believe it's Guillermo del Toro who, who does the original, just the five minute short. Uh, the, the long one doesn't do it as much probably, justice. Could probably just find that on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so there's a couple of Japanese films. Uh, the Japanese are crazy. Uh, the Grudge and the Ring. Uh, you can watch both the American and the Japanese versions of it. Uh, I haven't seen The Ring, but I've I've always wanted to. It, there was something about that film that uh, that kind yeah. of drew me in. Yeah. So uh, if you watch the Japanese version, like you may get drawn out of it a little bit just because you know you're reading the subtitles. Right. But if you watch the Americanized versions, uh, it's pretty they're pretty intense. Uh, Korea is also famous for uh, for fil- uh, horror films. There's a company called Tartan. Uh, okay. T-A-R-T-A-N. So if you ever look them up, they have some really creepy stuff. I had like a, a DVD that had like four different Tartan films on it. And they had to be some of the most insane films. Uh, a Quiet Place. I don't know if you've seen A Quiet Place. Nope. Uh, but it's one where these al- aliens or monsters have, have taken over the earth. And most of the civilization is gone, but they react to noise. So people who survive uh have to be extremely silent uh and like you see there's like a uh they're walking that this family of five are walking with a young child are walking along a uh a train track and uh, they're all the you know they're pouring sand on the ground so that when they step on the train uh, rails and a child one of the one of the young ch- children decide to turn on their toy and the toy makes all kinds of noise and they're the whole family's freaking out and then all of a sudden you can hear the, the monster coming and then I'm not going to say any more than that, uh, but it's a, it's a disturbing film, but it's, it's one of those suffocating films again. Mm. Uh, Midsummer. Have you seen Midsummer? I think we talked about that in one of our previous episodes. I think uh, I a, have seen it. Um, it. It's been a while. It's a creepy cult movie. I'm always down for a creepy, but it really brought, um, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, the girl played a, a white widow or um, black widow's sister in uh, the black widow movie. Yep. Uh, that was kind of the film that kind of put her at the front. Pearl is a it was a sequel to X, which is kind of like a gory gory movie. But this one really delves into the psychology of uh, Pearl, the girl named Pearl. Do you have uh, to see? Uh, do you have to see X before Pearl, or can you? No. Does Pearl stand alone on it, just on its own? They're interchangeable, so you can watch one or the other. Yeah, uh, X okay. you probably want to watch because it's uh, yeah you want to watch both of them. But Maya Goth, who is the uh, main actress in both of those. Uh, she's just fantastic. Um, Us uh, is a film uh, uh, features a black family, and it comes from um, I can't remember the name of the uh, the director, Jordan Peele. Uh, everybody knows who Jordan Peele is. Uh, Peele and uh, I can't remember the guy's name, uh, but uh, he's, he's um, uh, old Mad TV guy, uh, Mad TV or Living Color. I can't remember. I think it's Mad TV, and he did the film uh, called Get Out. But I think Peele, or sorry. I think Us was a film. Definitely worth a watch. So you have a chance to watch that. Uh, Witches with Anya Taylor-Joy. This is a movie that kind of brought her to the forefront. Completely crazy movie. And it's filmed with, uh, in the language is Old English. So you may need subtitles to understand what's going on. And then one of my old-time favorites is Audrey Hepburn, Wait Until Dark. A really good film where she's a blind woman and somebody breaks into her house. And it's really it's actually really crazy for its time. Comes back that was back in like sixty seven or fifty seven or something yeah, like that. A little creepy. Uh, so, 
last time I listened, we, we covered Human Centipede, Blair Witch Project, Alien. Uh, Alien was my number one. And uh, we briefly talked about Nightmare on Elm Street. And uh, Signs is my, uh, I guess, my third, but my final movie, I guess, we can talk about. Uh, have you seen Signs? No. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, Signs stars uh, Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix. And is uh, also got Abigail Breslin and I believe it's Rory Culkin. Yeah, one of the Culkin brothers. So a strong cast. Very, very strong cast. And, and it's a former reverend living with his children and brother on a Pennsylvania farm. They find mysterious crop circles in their fields, which suggests that something more frightening to come. One of our episodes is going to talk about UFOs, and this film just leads directly into it. And as always with M. Night Shyamalan, uh, there's a twist. And uh, this one, not didn't get as good reviews as some of his other films, but I absolutely love this film. Uh, and it's definitely creepy and great performances by everybody involved. Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix, and the kids. Oh, awesome. Just, I mean, I, that, so, uh, I guess that's my list. Yeah. I mean, that episode alone brings a, a lot of great films um, to the, yeah. the forefront stuff that you can watch over, over Halloween. If, uh, if it's so, if it's so interests you, I think, I think it would make for an awful good weekend. Yeah. Uh, well, or two or three weekends. Yeah. There's a lot of films. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that has been another episode of How to Survive the Modern World or Gen X isn't just a fashion statement. Brought to you by Tribe74.com. Check them out. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Peace. Yeah.